This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. If you can only see Harry right now with his Falcons helmet waving it back and forth at the beating my Jets, yeah. I think we're going to be sick. Join us at ESPN <laughs> app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always through your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It is definitely our favorite part of the week. We love that it kicks off your week because nothing brings the NFL and college ball together when we do a little something like this. You play to win the game. The doors are open. Don't press in. It's happy hour with Herm. He is Herm Edwards, NFL player, NFL coach. Now, ESPN football analyst is always a great Monday when Happy Hour with Herm always kicks off your Monday. He joins us here on Freddie and Harry. And it was in this spot last week that Herm Edwards said, watch Alabama beat Georgia and then chaos is going to happen. Seven days later, Mr. Edwards, the floor is yours. What did you see that led you to believe saying, hey, this could be a problem for the college football playoff committee over the weekend? Well, because it's never easy. And um, I've always used to make statements like that. I used to tell people all the time, if I, if, like tomorrow is obviously Tuesday, and I said, if I tell you it's Easter, go start calling your eggs because it's going to happen. <laughs> but, <laughs> beside that, um, you, know, you just you just had a feeling. You, you know Nick Saban. Big game. Uh, he's playing Georgia. He's tired of losing to Georgia, by the way. Right. They've beaten him three times. And I'm like, what? Did people don't understand. He's going to win. They're going to win this game. I said it last week. I said they're going to yes, win this did. game. Right? And and then the chaos started, right? And, and you feel bad for, obviously, Florida State. Um, you know, and it's it's one of those things where I think, and I, I'm, look, I'm not in the room, but there is an eye test, um, as we all say. And I think the way they'll be able to justify it, and no one's saying this, but think about this now. Florida State plays who? Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, if Georgia beats Florida State. Prove us wrong. Right? If they beat Florida State by, I don't know, 21, they're going to say, see, this is why they're not in it. Now, I'm hoping Florida State wins. Because in Florida State can say, see, see, right. we, we still can play good football with our third quarterback against, by the way, a Georgia team. Mm-hmm. Let me check this right. I don't know if I'm not sure. Harry and you guys know better than me. What are they, 41 and 2? 41 and 2. And, and they're not in. Yeah, and not in. But they're going to play Florida State in that, in that other game, right? <laughs> and when you look at it, the score of that game is going to say a lot. Because if they get blown out, if Florida State gets blown out, by Georgia, because Florida State's playing with the second or third string quarterback, the committee's gonna go. They're gonna just smile. That's why they didn't get in, because of the quarterback guys. They could have. They could have lost a guard. They could have lost their best receiver. They could have lost a lot of guys. But when you lose the quarterback, all of a sudden they go, uh, "This is not good. This is not a good look." Right? And that's the reason. And everybody can say, "No, coach." Look, and I get as a as a coach and as a player. These guys won 13 games, and all you talk about is, hey, when guys go down, the next guy's got to stand up. We all know that. We believe that. That's what we believe, and it's the truth. But people making decisions as far as people watching the game, there's another decision to be made, and we're not involved in that one, right? And and this is kind of what happened, and we all know it, and you can dance around it if you want, but when you lose a quarterback, man, it's a hard look, man. It's hard. It it just – it's a – it's – it's Iowa versus Michigan. Ooh. That was a hard game to watch, and they had the quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. This thing when you don't have one, what that's going to look like, right? See, Coach, I would even say this. If 
things would have looked way more different for Florida State in the ACC championship game with the third string quarterback if the offense would have looked a little bit better. Yes, and they were able to, if they were able to score points yes. and not didn't have to use the running back in the uh, Wildcat or whatnot. I think they still would have had a chance to get in. Yeah, that you it might be correct, but but the way it looked, it was like it's not good. <laughs> and I, I man, it started all last week. I told you, Alabama's beating Georgia. Yeah, yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Yes, you right? did. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's one I got right. <laughs> More than one, he gets right. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, every Monday at this time is Happy Hour with Herm on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio in the National Football League. Boy, that mm-hmm. Purdy guy, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he, Purdy's yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, he's become the betting favorite for the MVP right now. I believe I'm using these words right now. The 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Where do you stand on that? What did I say last week? I ranked mm. the four teams. I said it was the 49ers. Then I said, believe it or not, I said it was the Cowboys. Yes, you did. Then I said the Eagles. And then I said Detroit. The, the game, it wasn't surprising that the that San Francisco won. It's the way they won. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. What I looked at when I watched it is like, oh, boy. And they they attacked the Achilles heel of uh of obviously the Eagles and it's, it's it's the linebackers and it's the safeties and coverage, and when you look at most of those passes, that's where it went. They attacked those guys, and then this is a team, the Philadelphia. I'm not making make excuses. They played 97 snaps last week prior to this game. Yeah, the second half they were tired. They yeah. couldn't tackle. They had played 175 snaps combined the last two games coming into this one. Couldn't tackle. Just couldn't tackle. I mean, they they, they were bad tackling. I mean, you know, now a couple times, you know, Debo just. They didn't want to tackle him. <laughs> they, made, they, they made business decisions. They didn't even get, didn't even get close enough to pull a flag. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. You, you, this is flag football. Pull the flag. At least get to touch him. They didn't touch him. On the, one, they, on the one bubble screen, he ran back inside. I said, nobody touched the guy. He went 80 yards. Nobody touched him. Coach, they were making business decisions. <laughs> oh, they were. They were tired. They were beat up. They're still a good football team. But now the scenario changes in the mm-hmm. NFC. Now you got San Francisco. Mm-hmm. you got Dallas, who's a big game for, for the Eagles yeah, next so week. They better not the lose Cowboys. that one. They're all trying to fight, you know, and the Eagles all trying to fight for that. Who's going to have home field event? Who wants to play at home for only two games better than three? Right. That's a well, big co- advantage. Coach, yeah. there's, yes, there's one more team, and I was able to watch this team this weekend in New Orleans. Ooh. The Detroit Lions yeah. aren't out of that number one seed you're, as well. You're, you're, you're right. I I you're now right. I don't I don't think they're going to get it. I don't either. I don't trust them. I don't trust them yet. They're still in the mix for it. They're though. in the mix. You are exactly right. They are in the mix. There's no doubt about it. They are in the mix. Why don't you trust them? I, I just I, Jared Golf can sometimes go ooh. Like he had a ooh ooh a week ago. <laughs> it was like ah. <laughs> two weeks in a row. Right. Honestly, it was like ah, six yeah. turnovers in, right. in two That's games. That's not good. You know, and the defense all of a sudden was like they gave up a thousand yards in three games, right? And a hundred points. That's like, right? They started reading their press kippings a little bit, and people are playing them different. People are playing them like they're a winning team, now, absolutely, and they're getting their best shot every week. And that's something you got to learn when you're on a good team. You get your best, you get the best effort out of teams, even losing teams. They want to mm-hmm. beat you, and it's like you got to understand that as a player. You know, it's like, hey man, we're getting their best. Best effort every time we step out on the field, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just—it's like when you play the Cowboys. Regardless of who they are, yep. Jerry Jones, greatest salesman in the world, America's team. America, we play America's team. So guess what? When you play the Cowboys, you could care less what their record is. You want to beat the guys with the star. This is the way it works, man.
Coach, I'll say this about the Detroit Lions. Yes. Like in their game yesterday, right? Yes, sir. This team scored 21 points within the first seven minutes of the game. Yeah. And defensively for me, if it wasn't for the mishaps of the New Orleans Saints, yeah. I I honestly believe the Lions would have lost the ball game because no I, th- I, th- I think the first series for New Orleans, Jawan Johnson drops a pass yeah. and it gets intercepts, intercepted, they score. When the Saints came back into the ball game, they had the, remember the offensive lineman knocked the ball out of Derek Carr's hand. Yes. And then the Lions go right right then and, and score another touchdown. Yep, that's right. And you know what? And you make a great point. And 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 that's the difference. It's the little things in games. And you mentioned Derek Carr. Derek Parr, to me, has been a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, yeah. I thought he was I thought he would be the key in this mm-hmm. division because he had the most experience. Mm-hmm. That this would be the guy, especially with this team, going, man. You know, they got a nice home field advantage in that dome. Because you don't know, I'm going to tell you something, man. I've been in there as a player, too. Yeah. And it's, you go up in that dome, and Coach. when they get in there, who doesn't? It's like, oh, <laughs> stop. Coach, You're in let trouble. Let me say this. Let me say this, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've been in that place yeah. millions of times. Oh, boy. Yesterday, Coach, was the first time that I've ever been in that place. Uh-huh. And I seen more blue then really? I seen no, they gold and black. The Hawaiian, really? the Hawaiian and, they, movement and, traveling. And you heard them chanting, oh. let's go Lions. And I said, really? and, I, and I was telling Steve Levy, right. I've never wow. seen this like this. I've never seen this in my life like this. That's good stuff for the Lions fans. Good for them. Well, you know, we, hey, why wouldn't you want to get out of Detroit about right this time? And go down there. Hey, you go down there now. You, 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 you go down in them parts. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> little geographic change there. Hey, look. All I know is this: We played the Super Bowl, in that's where we played our Super Bowl, right? And Nowlands. Dick, and Dick Vermeil was great. He's a great coach, but you know he was always he's he's buttoned up, man. Right. And on Wednesday night, on Wednesday night, I'm looking at the eleven o'clock news. We're in our we're in our rooms and we're looking at the game plan. We're gonna play the Raiders. All right. Eleven o'clock news. I'm going, huh? I'm talking to my roommate. I said. It does some of them boys with Raiders. They downtown. <laughs> and then I said, well, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> They're downtown again. <laughs> the kicker was this. Now it's Friday. Two days before the game, I'm going. I looked at my roommate. I said, we're in trouble. They're down there again. <laughs> we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We are in trouble. And you lost 27 to 10. Look at the Raiders. <laughs> and we beat them. We beat them in Philadelphia. We killed them. We sacked Plunkett seven times. We beat them up. And I'm going on Friday night. I looked at my, ro- my roommate. I said, Romy, we might be in trouble, man. <laughs> we might be in trouble. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Herman. Unbelievable. Always good. Happy hour with Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst. He's around here each and every time on this spot, Mondays on Freddie and Harry at ESPN Radio. Going back, we mentioned the top four teams in the yes, NFC. Yes, yes. I'm with you. 49ers one. Yep. Cowboys two. Eagles three. Lions four. I think we can all agree right now. Yeah. Those are the top four. And the way the 49ers look. Mm. But that unfortunate situation happened in the second half with Dre, with Dre Greenlaw, the linebacker, oh. and Big Dom in charge of Philadelphia security. They both were ejected. Even Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, yeah. he had that look like, what are you doing? And he apologized to Kyle Shanahan yes. of the San Francisco 49ers. If you're the coach of the Eagles, how are you handling that? Well, first of all, really, with, with people that are not involved, you know, he's involved with the team, but security people, all those people are not supposed to be inside of the bench. They are behind the bench or they're on the perimeter of it, okay. not standing on the sideline watching the game. He should have never been there. Right. I mean, he that, that that's part of it. That, that, me as a head coach, I mean, you don't stand there. You could stand behind the bench, 
or you could stand outside of the framework of a of the bench where the bench is going down to about the thirty five yard line. Okay. You can stand out there. You can walk around that area if you need water. Some come, but you don't stand on the sideline watching the game. Right. He was on the sideline. I was shocked. I looked at this guy. I said, "Why is he even there? Who's he guarding? You ain't got to guard nobody. There, it's the players. <laughs> right. I mean, it's the players and the coaches are on the sideline. Now that you say that, coach, you you are right. Right. The medical. Like, I'm thinking about our our team security normally yes. is on the on, on the, the perimeter. perimeter. They don't stand yeah. there watching the game. You're right about that. Big Don. I get these big. Everybody know Big Don. I get big 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 Don. You ain't worth a player getting kicked out. Exactly. I was a little bit disappointed in the officials. Because when that took place, the officials just got to say, hey, man, look, get get out, move, break them up. Don, I, if I'm the head coach, I'm grabbing and say, man, get to the back of the bench, get out of here. Right. And don't kick the player out. Not in the game like, of magnitude like this, man. It's thing. not worth it, man. You don't do that to the player, man. It's like that didn't make no sense to me. Ooh, a little but, disappointed in that one. But yeah. guess who's making buzz right now, Coach? That team up there in Green Bay, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. the frozen tundra. Oh, boy. So, so I got to ask you, their mm-hmm. win, the Green Bay Packers, that is, versus the Chiefs last night, yeah. is it more about Jordan Love's success running the offense or the Chiefs' continue offensive struggles? The Chiefs are struggling some. Uh, you know, he still doesn't trust those receivers. You saw the one yeah. the one interception he threw on the, on the fade ball. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the corner made a great play on it. But it's just – and then Kelsey is kind of like, I was mm-hmm. looking, where is he at? What, what does he do? I mean. He had a play here and there. Yeah, they're kind of out of sync, you know. And now, listen to this now, guys. That kid for Green Bay now, mm. he, you know, he did some, he, now, he threw a couple last night and I went, no, he didn't. He threw one down. We had the ball like this, and just kind of threw it up. On the that's fourth that, down, that, yeah, yeah, the fourth that, down play. That, that, that's that Brett Favre, uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And when they used to do that, you say, that's intercepted. And Green Bay always caught it. And I'm like, they're catching his balls now. And I go, this is a problem. This guy's going to be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's really good. I mean, he's got it right now, man. Between him and Stroud, and Stroud's a rookie. But yeah. these young guys, you want to see that. Because it's good for football, guys. The National Football League is in good hands. It's it, when you want these, you want all these. I don't care. It doesn't matter what team you like. You want the quarterback play to be good because mm-hmm. then it's watchable. You watch New England play? No, oh, no, no, I, no. I have not. <laughs> I watch that, and I'm watching a quarterback for the Chargers, and I'm going, "Are you kidding?" I know Louisiana's got a great defense, right? Mm-hmm. Six points. Six points. Yeah. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it, 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 can't, it shouldn't, this is the National Football League. Right. It can't look like that. Not when you're a, a big-time quarterback. Six points? Six points, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, exactly. One of the highest paid in the National Football League. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Herm with ESPN NFL analyst. Always happy hour with Herm each and every Monday here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Staying with the quarterback position. Yeah. Because Harry and I have been in a C.J. Stroud train. We keep accumulating passengers time and time again. But how significant is this injury with Tank Dell out for the season after having that torn leg, that broken leg that happened yesterday's win against Denver? They really had a lot going on him and that kid. They were getting some chemistry right. And he's a speed guy, can run. Um, But, you know, you look at this team, they're going to get in the playoffs, I think. I agree. And you, you, the coach, uh, D'Amico Ryans, has done a fabulous job. They play good defense, too. They, they don't get enough credit for that. They're playing really good defense. Yeah, Stingley Jr. has yeah. been out of his yeah, mind the last man. five games they're of corner. They play good defense. And they've got seven wins. If you do the math, they got five games left. Can they win? They might win ten games. Wow. I didn't think about they're that. They're going to win at least nine, right? 
you look at their schedule, they're going to win at least nine. Yeah. They're in. Yeah, could they have now, the, I don't think they yeah. can catch the Jaguars. Right. But they're mildly going to get in as a wild card. Yeah, they got the Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, and Colts, their final five games. There you go. Can you win three? If you win three, you win ten games. Well, should the Jets win count for zero, though, the way the Jets have played oh, this year? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Jets? Oh, but it, it, it's, it, and it man, hurts me because I know it hurts, hurts me you too. as a former coach. Oh, my Lord, it hurts me to watch man, it, it. it. It had to hurt you too, Coach, to watch the Jets oh. lose to the Falcons oh. this weekend. Well, you know what? Man, but, yeah, it, but, but, you know, it, it just it goes to show you how important that position really is. Yeah. Right? At any yeah. level. I mean, it really is because if not, you – like I say, when you don't have a guy, the field is actually 150 yards long. It's not 100. It's 150. Well, you, you, you just brought up when you don't have a guy. What mm. about the guy that they drafted who was supposed to be the guy? He don't really want to go back in and play quarterback right now, now Coach. See, now, now, I'm going to tell you something now. Okay. And, and, and you look, I don't, I, don't know, I, I don't know who's advising this young man, but it ain't about you playing quarterback. It's about your teammates. Absolutely. Mm. And when you're a leader, whether you get benched or not, look, there's a kid in Alabama right now that got benched. That quarterback from Alabama, yeah, he, he was benched. Now, he got his turn again. He came back in the game, right? Guess what they are? Mm-hmm. They're in the playoffs. Right. When you're the quarterback, especially a pro quarterback, are you kidding me? Man, when that coach said, hey, you up again, you, know, you, you say, coach, thanks. You don't not. To say I don't want to. Who are you? <laughs> to say you don't want to. The entitlement, play. coach. The entitlement. This man, is re- the, but the that's privilege. what got him the first time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because of his attitude. That's what got him the first. That's when his team turned on him the first time and then wearing another kid's jersey, right? And now you're going to tell me you can go back in there, but I don't want to. Why you don't want to go back in there? You are auditioning for a job, and you probably will not be the quarterback next year in New York. Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback, and right. they're probably going to draft a guy. Yeah, as they should. Because of. For him to even suggest that, oh, I don't, I, yeah, I might not want to go, I don't want to play. What do you mean you don't want to play? You're a professional <laughs> football player, man. You see these dudes in this locker room right now because of what I watched last week. You give us a better chance to win than any quarterback I have in my room. You need to go play. If I'm that kid, I'm, 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 I'm there today. I'm in the building today working. Yeah. On those reports, Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, he was on the Michael K show, ninety-eight point seven ESPN in New York, and. He kind of refuted those reports that are out there. Look, oh, I, I don't know what conversations are well, had. Good. You know, these, these young men have a lot of conversations with one another in the locker room, and if if somebody expressed that from maybe he, I have no idea. If he had a conversation with his family, I have no idea. But I know the kid is competitive as. Shit. I know that he has a lot of confidence in himself to go out there and play. I know he wants to play. I know he's been very upset that he has been sad. I know he feels like we would have won the game. That's his mindset. So I only know what I know. And I know that he wants the ball. I know he's competitive as heck. And I know if uh, if he is the guy for, for Sunday, he'll go compete his tail off. That's, just like, that, that's just like the other hear. two would. No, that's good to hear. I'm glad Coach Sala cleaned it up because, you know, this stuff starts, people get on Twitter. Yeah. You don't know where it's coming from. Everybody has a voice now in America. Yes, they and, and sometimes, you know, that gets into the, uh, gets into the, you know, to, to the system and everybody, and somebody tells, you know, it's the old, you know, it's the old guppy story. You know, it was a guppy in Miami. The time the story gets cold in California, it was a great white. <laughs> so somebody adds a little something to it. Right. So hopefully yeah. that's the case, yeah. right? Yeah, we shall see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. If he if he's not starting this week, man. Oh boy. Oh boy is right. Herm, you are a treat. Always a pleasure, man. Thank My you so pleasure, much. My pleasure, man. Uh, Way to go, Harry. Great stuff Thank by you, Herm. Right, Members, ESPN NFL Analyst each and every Monday around this time. We always do happy hour with Herm. We can talk college football, 
pro football. At a certain point, we'll get more even stories that are always great, especially that one about the Raiders still on Bourbon Street, and they were back in the hotel, and they did win the Super Bowl. He said, we were trolling. That was going on a Friday. He is Herm Edwards. Hit him on Twitter at Herm Edwards. Joining us here on Freddie Harry. We stay in the National Football League. That Purdy, Brock Purdy quarterback of San Francisco, is now at the top of this list, and nobody saw that coming. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. I can't wait to hear how Harry Douglas is going to finish this sentence because right now, Purdy, Brock Purdy, the 49ers quarterback, is now the favorite to win NFL MVP at ESPN Bet. His odds are now 3-1. to one. Dak Prescott of the Cowboys at plus 325. Jalen Hurts, the Eagles quarterback, at plus 350. Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, 6-1. to one. Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, 7-1. Tua Tungabailoa at 9-1, the Dolphins quarterback. C.J. Stroud, Texans quarterback, 20-1. to one. Christian McCaffrey, 49ers running back. And Tyreek Hill, the outstanding Dolphins wide receiver. Both of those guys are at 25-1. to one. So, Harry... Fill in that. Brock Purdy, leader of the MVP race, equals what to you? Uh, I think he's in the right position right now because of how Brock Purdy has played, especially the last three weeks. I know a lot of people tried to give up on Brock Purdy when they had that three-game losing streak. Uh, My view of him never wavered. Brock Purdy also was questioned a lot before he came into the 2023 season. Oh, yeah. My view of him never wavered because I understood when I watched Brock Purdy last year and the way he played that I haven't seen that from a Kyle Shanahan quarterback with my two eyes. And I go back, Freddie, to last year when they're in that playoff game versus the Dallas Cowboys. And Mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan didn't put the handcuffs on Brock Purdy. And he was able to make that throw to George Kittle. And George Kittle made an unbelievable catch down the middle of the field as well. But it's the simple fact that Kyle Shanahan felt comfortable doing that. Something he didn't feel comfortable doing with Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo at the quarterback position. So this young man, Brock Purdy, is playing at an all-time high. Does it help that he has amazing athletes around him? Yes, it does. But you sit up here and tell me what athlete doesn't have great athletes around What MVP doesn't have great athletes around him? Patrick Mahomes last year had Travis Kelsey, right? But even though it's one part, you had Travis Kelsey. Juju Smith-Schuster showed up last year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think when you look at Brock Purdy and what he's been able to do, 
And he hasn't even had a full season as a starter yet in the National Football League. It also lets you know the trajectory that he has when it comes to his career moving forward. It's also amazing that when you play that position and you look like that in a nationally televised game, especially when people, to your point, were doubting Purdy, Brock Purdy, when it came to being a 49ers quarterback and being, I don't want to say a successful NFL quarterback. If you make an NFL team, even as a backup, that's successful in the National Football League. Not everybody gets a chance to do that at mm-hmm. that level. But having that kind of success and the way that he's looked in the last three games for San Francisco, the way he even sounded after they beat the Eagles yesterday about what Debo Samuel means to that football team. I mean, Debo's Debo, man. He's fun to be around. He's electric at you know within meetings and then obviously out in the practice field in the locker room and stuff. Maybe he was saying some stuff that was fun for all of us to hear in a sense. Like, Debo's just having fun with it, you know? But was it anything out of the ordinary? I don't think so. I mean, Debo's Debo. He's fun to be around, man. So he was re- we all knew he was ready for this game. He's been waiting for it for a long time. And, yeah, that was that. So the, his play did the rest. It could have been very easy for Brock Purdy to make it about him. Because the last time they played Philadelphia, he was knocked out of that game. Mm. Didn't even play in that game. He was like, nope. Our dude was ready, and we were not going to let him down. Brock Purdy went out there and did not let them down either by the way he dialed it up. And you can say short passing game. This, I don't care. Because I know the narrative would sound like if he was missing on those throws. Mm-hmm. If Debo's open on those tunnel screens and those quick passes and he was not accurate. Like the guy two quarterbacks before him when it came to Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't, I don't know where he stands in the quarterback hierarchy in the NFL, right now I really don't care. But the 49ers let it be known. If we had that guy last year in the NFC Championship game, you guys know how to beat us. And then he went out there and validated the exact faith and trust that they never, ever had when Jimmy Garoppolo was their starting quarterback. Now, Freddie, I want to move to something else because I'm a little upset Okay, this ought that to be good. Tyreek Hill All right. It's 25 to 1 right now when it comes to the odds of winning the MVP. We're okay. talking about a guy who has over 1,400 yards at the moment, mm-hmm. and they still have five games left to play. He has an opportunity to e- eclipse 2,000 yards yeah. in a season. Yep. But what he means to the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. we're talking about valuable, most valuable. What yep. he means to that offense and taking the top off of the defense mm-hmm. and stupid is and stupid does, and I'm saying that to the Washington Commanders right now because I don't know how you line up with Tyreek Hill one-on-one with your corners. Like, tell me you want to be fired without telling me you really want to be fired. <laughs> and Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator, is already gone. Right. So I, I just I would never understand that. But what Tyreek Hill is doing right now is unbelievable. They have five games left. He has 12 touchdowns, 1,481 yards. I can't wait to see him eclipse 2,000 yards. Mm-hmm. And he may add four or five more, maybe six more touchdowns to it as well. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You're exactly right when it comes to Tyreek Hill. But if Jerry Rice couldn't win it the year he had 20 touchdown passes, no wide receiver is ever going to win it in the Most Valuable Player Award when it comes to the NFL. It is a quarterback's award. Yep. You, we mentioned Miles Garrett and also of, of the Cleveland Browns and also T.J. Wilder of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those guys are as valuable to their football teams. When they play well, everybody else plays well. When they don't play well, that team is going to suffer. In the same way with Tyreek Hill, because even Tua Tungvaluwa says, y'all keep covering that dude one-on-one. Y'all must be stupid. I, I don't think anything really surprises me. Uh, whether they cover Tyreek, whether they want to man him, 
I'm just going to really make sure that they're covering either him or Jalen or any of our guys before I start moving on in my progression. Yeah, he said, look, when he's open or he's not open, <laughs> that's where the ball's going. He would literally have to not be open for me to not throw him the football. And when he gets it to him, and Tua Tungabailoa is as accurate as anybody playing in the NFL this season. When he gets a Tyreek Hill, he's not even and leaving. He's gone. He gets behind the defense. So if you play one-on-one coverage and don't have a safety over the top, then you are an idiot when it comes to Tyreek Hill. But the season that he's having, he would literally have to score three touchdowns every game the rest of the season. And even then, he might move up a spot or two in the MVP rankings when it comes to the NFL. So, so let me say this, because he has 12 touchdowns right now. If he gets 2,000 yards and, let me say, 18 touchdowns, And Miami also has the number one seed, and we've seen how dominant he is. Do you think he has a chance then? No. Dang. No, not on planet Earth. The quarterback. Boy, it sucks not being a quarterback. It it does when it comes to attention, notoriety, and money. (laughs) When it comes to that, (laughs) the quarterback is all because that is the most important position in sports. Everybody knows that. And we had Herm Edwards in studio saying, when you know you have one, Everything is better when you don't have one, as he likes it. Oh, boy. (laughs) Not having a terrific quarterback or a guy that people believe in can set your organization back, in my opinion, three to five years, which is a lifetime in the National Football League. Because look at the 49ers. They thought they had their guy in Trey Lance. The minute that they realized he wasn't it, they moved on from him immediately. They said, we got Brock Purdy. I can make that work a lot better with Brock Purdy than I can with a guy that they traded up to get and gave up a lot of collateral when it comes to him. That's why Miami said, we got two of by law. We got a guy that can get the ball down the field. We got decent receivers, but we don't have a dude. If we have a dude that can make him better, we can be filthy scary on offense. And they have been. Now, if they can play a little defense and can beat big boys in big boy games, then he becomes even more dangerous, not just Tua, but also Tyreek Hill. But as long as the quarterbacks on planet Earth, in the National Football League, Harry, <laughs> wide receivers, defensive players need not apply unless you have some kind of special season that people can't ignore, even though that is clearly going on in Miami with Tyreek Kill, what he's been able to do week after week. Come on, Tyreek. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for him, too. I, 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 no, I, I know you are. I'm, I'm just saying, man, like, like that's, it's so crazy to me. You can have a player that's so dominant and feared by every defensive coordinator and defensive player when he steps on the football field and can be having the season that he's having. And we don't make the rules, right? We, it, it is what it is. And you're, you're telling the truth like no other, man. Like, <laughs> so, but it, it's just, it's crazy to me, though. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah, right now, he has 93 catches, 1,481 yards, and 12 touchdowns. He and is, five games left. And five games left. He is on pace right now to have 131 catches. For 2,098 yards, which has never been done in the National Football League, and 17 touchdowns. And if he's lucky, he might be fourth in the MVP race. (laughs) If Brock Purdy keeps this up, if Dak Prescott keeps this up, if Jalen Hurts bounces back, if Patrick Mahomes leads the Chiefs on a run, he might be lucky to be the fourth or fifth choice in the MVP race. He might be. I got a question for you guys. We talked earlier about how the NFC stacks up with the Eagles with the uh, Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, and Lions. What about in the AFC? Right now, Freddie, who are your top four in order in the AFC? I have the Ravens one. Mm-hmm. I have the Dolphins two. Mm-hmm. I have the Chiefs three. Mm-hmm. I have the Jaguars four. Because we're not talking about the Chiefs that are six and six. <laughs> we're talking about the Chiefs that are a game, a half game behind for the top spot in the AFC. Wait, you said the Chiefs were third? Yeah, they're still third. I still believe in them. Oh, no, hold on. So I got the Chiefs second. Okay. Oh, you do? You have them second. 
Yeah, so I have the Chiefs second. All right. And I have the uh, Dolphins third. Okay, you have, so you have, we both agree on the Ravens. Yes, okay. Ravens number one. Okay. And the only reason why I have the Dolphins third is the, it's the one thing, right? I want to see it done versus a quality opponent. And that's completely fair. So that's, that's why fair. I have the Chiefs at, at two. Yeah, put it this way. Tyree Kill, if they get that top seed, and he's the big reason why they get the top seed in Miami, then we may be having a different conversation. I agree. But even then... It's a quarterback world. Come on, Tyreek. Tyreek Hill and the rest of us are just living in it. He's Harry Douglas, <laughs> who played wide receiver in the NFL for 10 years. Hit him on Twitter at hdouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry. And this Reggae Monday, presented by Progressive Insurance. When words get out of hand, you can have difficult situations. We saw that in the Eagles game versus the 49ers involving a player and a non-player. And we also saw in the NBA game involving a player and a non-player. This is when words get out of hand next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. On this Reggae Monday edition of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance, he is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I'll tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Maybe they need some reggae good vibes over the weekend involving the Houston Rockets and LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers because Ime Adoka, the head coach of the Rockets, they kicked him out that he and LeBron James got into it and he called out his team for getting punked by the Lakers. Here's the skinny. He was ejected from that loss versus the Lakers, meaning Emil Doka, on Saturday night because he and LeBron James got into it. And the official was right there to hit a whole back and forth between these two. It led to technicals for both men and an ejection for Edoka because he received a technical in the second quarter. So, LeBron James, what were you two talking about? Speaking of checks, what were you and uh, MA talking about? Uh, Thanksgiving. How much we enjoyed Thanksgiving. Looks very funny. Yeah, it was. Okay, meanwhile, Emil Doka, uh, he had a different reaction. What happened on the double touchdown? Yeah, some conversation, and they didn't like what they heard, the refs. Was the conversation with the officials of JT Orr, or was it LeBron and you? Me and the player, yes. Me and the player. <laughs> Not me and LeBron James, or, or me and LeBron, me and the player. And I'm going to go back to, Freddie, I, th- I just think everything is entirely too soft in 2023. And it, it makes no sense to me. Like, you can have two players in the NBA having a conversation if the r- referees, officials, whatever, don't like it. Hey, they get a tech. That, that's Bush League, in my opinion. Like, it, sports are supposed to be emotional. You're supposed to bring passion to sports. It's okay for guys to have word exchange with one another. Ref, you don't have to like it, mm-hmm. but it's okay for it to happen. As long as those guys aren't, you know, clocking each other over the head and doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing and going overboard, I'm all for it. Like, I just think we're in a we're in a world where everything is just so sensitive. Like, think about how people get technical fouls in 2023 mm-hmm. versus – the reasons why people got technical fouls mm-hmm. in 1993. Mm-hmm. Now, and I understand like things evolve and the times are different, and we can't copy and paste what things used to be. But yeah. are, are we serious about some of the technical fouls that we see in the NBA nowadays? Well, here's why you're right. Here's another reason why I'm not going to push back, but I'm going to take a different path with this one. The reason that we're seeing this, especially whether it's the NBA. Major League Baseball, the NFL, is way too much bleeping money out there. And optics matter more than ever before. 
granted, not a lot of people are probably watching the Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Lakers unless you live in that market or you like me, an NBA nut that watches games of NBA League Pass all the time. <laughs> but when I saw that, that referee immediately went over there because they probably have directives. Make sure the optics that look bad don't last that long. If they want to talk about it in the locker room afterwards, so be it. Whatever response that's going to be, all right. But especially with more television and more cameras and more eyes on sports and more money in sports than ever before, anything that's a bad optical look or could potentially be a worse optical look, they're going to say eradicate the problem. How you eradicate it, you give a technical over there, you give a technical over there, and this way you're hoping that will control the situation because there's way too much money out there. And then I, like there are times I watch NBA games this season, Freddie, and players have gotten technical fouls for looking a certain oh way. Oh, my God. Or flexing after a dunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And I, and I think it kind of water da- waters down the product, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But I understand where you're coming from as well. I wonder how much that, that directive is there from officials. Because you see it in the NFL all the time. When in doubt... Heard, you know, the, the, the common foul, what they like to say, you know, offsetting penalties for unsportsmanlike conduct. It could have been two guys getting nose to nose and the referees get over there. Or my personal favorite is in college football where a kid goes to celebrate and a referee is running over there like he's Usain Bolt to make sure the celebration doesn't continue. And no, but, but, no about to pull a hamstring. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. No, it's one taunting players. It, there's no place for that, in my opinion. Yep. I don't think there's any place for taunting a guy. I don't care if it's pro sports, college sports, or high school sports. But I can't tell you how many times where someone has made a serious, serious play, gotten the crowd hyped up, that person plays to the crowd and also in a technical foul in basketball. I've seen in the NBA. And I, wonder how much that, and I wonder how much that's a directive from the powers that be that say, if you want to keep getting these big games, you better do your job. You know what you're supposed to be doing. You can't allow that to continue. Now, if it's at the Douglas or Coleman family barbecue and somebody's trash talking, <laughs> we don't got people in Foot Locker outfits trying to break stuff up. If anything, we're encouraging it. There you go. <laughs> Wait, Harry, who's the, who's the biggest trash talker in your family? If it's not Harry, then it, oh my well, God. Well, it, it was me to my seven-year-old daughter came along. With Harrison? Yes. Yeah, listen, on. my daughter, listen. Uh, that my sweet daughter, little thing. Man, we can play. We've been playing Uno. Yeah. And, and don't mess around let me win. So my wife always make fun of me about having a square head. And, and, <laughs> and I can win in Uno. And you know, I talk I talk trash to my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want them. Do? Yeah, I don't want them going out of the house and people talk trash to them and they the shell shock. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said uh, that. Uh-huh. So, so Harrison, one day, we playing Uno. I didn't Uno out and I'm laughing. Ah. Uh-huh. And she told me she gonna throw her cards out talking about some old square head self. <laughs> I said, look, girl, who wow. you who you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> she gave you the insult. The she insult did. track. But she she yeah. definitely takes on my personal so my wife is like more uh-huh. like relaxed, chill, cool, calm, and collected, and that's how my son is. Right. But Harrison. Yeah. If I know some, if those two together and I, and some pop off, yeah, I know Harrison right there in the mix, yeah, you, and, yeah. And, and 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 she gonna her brother gonna be right there backing her up, but he gonna be the quiet one, right. she gonna be the loud one. You, you, she, she's just like a daddy. Your daughter reminds me a lot of my aunt Marilyn, who lives in Strong Island, New York. When she played basketball with us when we were younger, and she could get it, my aunt Mopsy, she could go get it. And we're playing the park, this kid running his mouth, and we won thirty-two to eight. She literally made that kid cry and go home. She just didn't let up. And then she's following the kid down the street. I'm like, I'm obviously, I'm obviously, I'm up. She, she was letting him have it. She's like that to this day, that she is the worst trash talk in our family. See, my brother is the quiet one. Like, I can get something jumping off. My brother going to be right there to clean it up, too, yeah, though. Yeah. 
Uh, Mobs didn't need any cleaning up. She could clean up her own. <laughs> Who's the worst trash talker in your family? Let us know. Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Speaking of trash talking to Freddie Harry, Debo Samuel talked this trash and backed it up. We'll get to that next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.